Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to comicpop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at audible.com. If you use our custom URL at audibletrial.com slash comicpop, you will get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. You can get over 180,000 titles that you can download onto your phone, either i or Android, Kindle or MP3 player. Use that custom URL of audibletrial.com slash comicpop and get yourself a 30-day free trial and one free audiobook download audibletrial.com slash comic pop all right let's get on with the show now sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate enemy of criminals a mysterious all-powerful character a problem to the police Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal. I am uh, Joel. And we are joined today by none other than Mr. Sunday Movies himself. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's our I pleasure. Genuinely, I genuinely like this show, like I actually listen to it. I'm oh, like, thank oh, you. We I'm love your show, too. You just say it. Oh, that's oh, such <laughs> Ah, sorry. I just played the stream at the same time I was listening to Oh, it's to all right. Guys, it... <laughs> that, that happened. Okay, yeah, we'll do it all the time. <laughs> Just rattled my brain, but I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so today's topic is going to be summer blockbusters. I figured since Independence Day 2 is coming out, I think it came out in your neck of the woods already. Is that right? Uh, what's today? Thursday. Yeah, it would have come out today. Yeah. Nice. So you've already got it. Ours is coming out yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, mm. And it got me thinking about it because recently um, the 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 our cable networks have been going summer movie crazy and they've been dropping all kinds of random movies for example i just watched the rock again on television recently which on tv is ruined but it might be one of my favorite summer blockbuster movies of all time and then the other day i watched face off which might be one of the worst <laughs> summer blockbuster movies uh, i've ever seen what a nicholas cage kick you've been on well it's funny because nicholas cage kind of like dominated the summer the, the, the summer bo- uh, box office for like maybe oh, a, yeah. maybe two to three years and then that he was really kind of really did right With varying quality of movie and hair oh like, yeah when, when he first mind, like yeah. burst onto the scene you know he was kind of like an indie favorite and then and mm-hmm. then he got and then he got picked up or gobbled up by michael bay and all those other people and made like yeah con air the, face the, off the people forget leaving las vegas was his big thing where he's like look i'll actually try and drink and kill myself on film yeah I mean, the dude is the dude is a dedicated chameleon of an actor. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I hear I hear very very broke. Yeah, he does anything now. I literally I just yeah. I just read an article the other day that he paid he bought a million dollars worth of comics at some con, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you don't have a million dollars. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I, I just like being in movies, Gary. I yeah, like, like are you gonna make Bangkok Dangerous two to pay for this? Like, what's oh, happening? Man, I forgot <laughs> Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> I never saw that one. I didn't see it either, honestly. It was okay. I saw the poster. I'm like, no. It was was the definition of this is something I'll rent in Blockbuster back in the day and not be disappointed Mm -hmm. for like a a weekend rental. That's what it was. For you young people in the crowd, Blockbuster was a big building that they used to have all across the country and possibly the world where you could go and you had to like pay a person for the privilege of taking a movie with you for a limited period of time, watch it, and then bring it back to that exact same store. It was a Mm -hmm. weird thing. It didn't last. We don't have them anymore. (laughs) It did. Uh, died in our lifetime. They really did. Do you guys have those boxes, right? We do. We we got the vending machines. We got the red boxes. Yeah. What is that? What do they? I, people use them? No, they use them. They, I use them. They use they, people use them oh, like, really? like like nuts. It's it's craziness. I the only person I know who uses them because I assume they just collected dust in shops. No, believe it or not, like most people I know use them 
almost more than Netflix at this point because Netflix, of Ooh, course, lost forty percent of their movies over the this last like year. So yeah, but no, right. a lot of people use That's them. Things have been dropping off. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, like they'll, they'll try to dazzle you by being like, "We got Back to the Future on Netflix," but we also dropped literally almost half of our entire revenue. So it's, it, it's too funny you should mention Netflix because I have it open on the TV over here where I'm sitting. This month alone, they have Pulp Fiction and Casino, two of my all-time Ooh. favorite movies this month, and I'm like, "Man, that's cool." Yeah, that's that's, that's good quality for one month. Well, you guys are cinephiles. It's funny you look at like whenever whenever Netflix gets a favorite movie of mine, I'm like, "Boy." If I didn't own it already, I would be very excited about this. <laughs> exactly. Then I looked over and saw my several copies of Pulp Fiction and Casino <laughs> the cuts that I have. Exactly. See, uh, I don't own anything, so I'm always happy to see something. Really? Like, all kind of, yeah, I, I have no DVDs, nothing. Now, is it because? Is kind of crazy, but... Well, is it because you're Australian and they mark up everything over there? I know the yeah. video games are like six hundred dollars a box for you. It could be, but it's gotten a little bit better because you can just get stuff from overseas. They're like, oh, shit, no one's buying this. No one's going to buy a $120 video game, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of it's kind of got better, but no, video games actually physically buy, but I haven't bought a DVD in maybe five years. That's fair. <laughs> you know, that's I, just, I feel like the format just keeps, well, not keeps changing. I, I just think Blu-ray's going to be out in a few years and then and, I'm going to have to restart yeah. everything. And you can watch everything digital now. There's a million different streaming services, both legal and illegal, that you can True. That's to. exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. See, but uh, that being said, I love seeing your DVD collection. Like, I love seeing a shelf mm -hmm. at somebody's house. Like, it's amazing. I just don't have that. It's, it's, it's a real status symbol thing. I know Sal and I talked about this before when we talked about uh, Blockbuster and everything. I know there's one thing coming out, or I think it may already have come out, uh, Rick and Morty Season 2, which yeah. I actually do plan on buying, if only because I love behind-the-scenes and commentary, and I want to listen to those. Oh, well, if you do get... If you like behind-the-scenes and commentary, then you must feel like a real grade-A asshole based on the first season Blu-ray, where they made, like, a fuck you yep. uh, making of documentary, where it's just sure it's did. just unwatchable. It's deliberately trollish. They got, like, the biggest pain in the ass to fake his way through these interviews it was just awful oh like, yes oh, and it went and it went from like meta funny to it went over the line it went from like but the it, it passed the uncanny valley into just did. totally inappropriate and, and then they'll do some interesting shit too where it's like hey guys alternate takes for commentaries we got matt graining the creator of the simpsons to do a commentary with us because he loves our show and then we got the cast of the walking dead <laughs> to do a commentary because they love the show too apparently for this season uh freaking seamus the irish wrestler he's going to get to do a commentary on Rick and Morty for cool? some reason. Cool? Yeah, or Rocksteady, whichever one he was. <laughs> he, he, he's the rhino, he's that oh, one. Oh, Rocksteady. Rhino, That's awesome. By the way, uh, I don't know if you guys, speaking of, tying it kind of loosely back into some of summer blockbusters, did either of you see Ninja Turtles 2 Out of the Shadows? You, I did say it, yeah. Wasn't it, it was horrible? I, I tell you what, like, my podcast co-host, he really liked it, and I'm like, I, I just... I understand what they're doing. I appreciate the nostalgia, but this is just not for me. Well, did you see the first all. one? I did, and I didn't hate it. Okay. I heard it was so bad. Yeah, it is. So I was like, yeah, it's well, whatever. Right. Like, I wasn't outraged, but I, I, it was like an eight-year-old wrote it, and then they gave it mm. to an adult who like adapted it for them. <laughs> it was like Axe Cop, where they just kind of a child <laughs> yeah, wrote it. Right. Uh, but the first one, I was like, this is unwatchable. And then the second one, I saw in theaters, and uh, by the way, to no one. It was Tiffany and myself in an empty theater just watching Ninja Turtles 2. 
And I'm like, yeah. this is real bad, but it's not as bad as the last one. But it's what? and the only reason why I think it wasn't so bad was because Bebop and Rocksteady were so engaging. Yeah, I was, they, they, you know what, they were a highlight, right? A- a- yeah. Anthony Tank Williams. Who played the other guy? They're known for being a dad on Malcolm in the Middle and being uh, Uncle Bucket <laughs> in the Boondocks. I gotta say, the love story between Bebop and Rocksteady was much more compelling than the Casey Jones April O'Neil one. Very well handled. Very Those subtle. two. It. it was really like they 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 supported each other. They were they had a better relationship with each other than the Turtles did. It was really, really yes. kind of amazing. Um, but yeah, I think it's always broken those movies for me. There's one scene towards the start of the first one mm-hmm. the 2014 one where one of them throws a shipping container yeah. and you don't see who does it but then i'm thinking <laughs> if you can throw a shipping container and you're bulletproof what is any of this a problem right <laughs> how about uh, how about hello my dear tyler perry as oh baxter God. stockman which hilariously <laughs> b- b- making baxter stockman uh black actually going all the way back to his original yeah. Uh, yeah, thing yeah. in the comics. That's how he used to look. The only thing that was unforgivable about that was that he doesn't turn into a fly in that movie. Such yeah, I a guess. missed opportunity. I Such a missed You already threw it. everything else in there. Why not just make him a fly man? We got, like, you could do yeah. a whole checklist. You got the turtle van, the technodrome, Bebop, Rocksteady, Shredder, Krang. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have... You don't, you don't have Baxter Stockman. You have the character, you don't have him turn into a fly. Not even a post-credit scene. Does he turn oh, into really? a fly or anything? I- Nothing. Yeah, I didn't. That's unfortunate. That. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, uh, there probably there probably won't be another one. I doubt well. it. I don't think it, it did well. Seem like it. Apparently, this newest one just tanked and tanked overseas too. So not only will we probably not get a third one, but we probably won't see Ninja Turtles for a little bit, guys. Every yeah. time I, I love when it opens and it says Nickelodeon Films, and I'm like. I hope you liked seeing that on the screen twice because you'll never see it again. <laughs> Nickelodeon and your films. Aww. Like every time they try to make a movie, it's just like the yeah, it's sad. Oh, man. But anyway, so like block, summer blockbusters are uh, a staple of this country and in fact across the world now and yeah. the fact now is more than ever because it seems the only reason these movies are able to turn a profit these days are because of the Asian market and because of the Russian market and everything and movies that fail here can do huge overseas it's true yeah, uh, some of yeah, yeah Warcraft, Warcraft for example uh, we Th- saw Warcraft for China yeah if yeah. you if you are a fan of World of Warcraft you'll probably dig the hell out of this movie um, Absolutely, yeah. and and you'll also have a new appreciation for China and their appreciation for World of Warcraft. <laughs> you know, you know, there's a really tasteless gold farming joke in here somewhere, but I'm not going to make it. Yeah, let's not. Let's let's uh, let's leave that to the others. But no, uh, that's what comment sections are for. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. But I was thinking about like where the summer blockbuster came from, and after doing a little bit of research, I found that like the blockbuster was more or less pioneered by movies like Ben-Hur and the Ten Commandments, but it wasn't until the summer blockbuster showed up around the time of Jaws. Yeah, absolutely. Which, when you watch it, I don't don't get the impression summer blockbuster, and that's only because I'm a child of the 80s, and I, having watched these movies, like, if it doesn't have at least six explosions in it, then it's not a summer blockbuster. It's like like summer of 82, (laughs) I think, is the one that people pinpoint, where it's like, this was the one where some of the biggest, most influential blockbusters came from. Yes. What what came out in 82? (sighs) I think Raiders. Yeah, Raiders was 82. Raiders, right, of course, yeah. Um, Empire had come out uh, in 1980, so mm. Jedi came out in 83, so between that it was probably Raiders and any no- any number of movies. 
Um, I know 80. 80- I, I used to know the list off by heart. <laughs> oh, we got AT. Oh, E.T. Yeah, E.T. was that year as well. Yeah. yeah. Wrath of Khan. Oh, yeah. Wrath of Khan. I don't know where all, all of these have sung. I'm just... I just quickly googled this. Right, this right, right. My head. I don't know this. No, <laughs> no, but you, 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 you ease it into conversation, and it seems like you know you have a wellspring of information just at your. I sh- <laughs> Blade Runner and Conan were that year. Yep. Uh, uh, an officer and a gentleman. Of course, I wouldn't. Oh, thank, fo- thank God. Like good, good call. Good pull. Good deep dive a there. Forty-eight hours. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Poltergeist, the Road Warrior, the Road Warrior, another Rocky huge one. Three. Right. Uh, Rocky Three isn't though. really the one I pick. When I when I think of the, the Dude, Rocky, Rocky Three is my favorite Rocky. <laughs> me too. What? Oh, Rocky. No. <laughs> Clever Lang, you and me friends forever. Hey, hey, woman, are you that woman? <laughs> what an amazing film, but an amazing villain. He had uh. to get the Eye of the Tiger back. He had gotten soft. I know. And then he had to defeat this new totally Mike Tyson stand. <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't he the bodyguard of Mike Tyson? No, that's not right. He was the bodyguard for Stallone, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 So weird. Crazy as that is to say. But uh, what what are some of your favorite blo- uh, summer blockbusters that not necessarily even if they're great, just that you enjoy? Uh, right. Let, let me start one off here because this is something that is kind of connected to comic books, but people forget it's comic book cl- uh, connected. Men in Black. People yeah. forget that Men in Black was based on a... A Mirage much, comic. A Mirage mm. comic. And people always forget that it's one of the few instances where Hollywood gravitated towards a good idea and not what was selling the most at the time. Yeah. That was a that was a okay. solid picture. And also, the... The second step forward from Will Smith's rise. Yeah. Uh, first one, of course, was from the other summer blockbuster that everyone's thinking about, which is Independence Day. Will Smith is Mr. July 4th weekend because he basically, for a good chunk of his career post Fresh Prince, jumped from summer blockbuster to summer blockbuster. Yeah. Although it's funny, uh, just recently, uh, within the past two days, I think, there have been a couple of articles about Will Smith admitting that Wild Wild West is one of his greatest regrets. Um, which I, I loved Wild Wild West when I was six. And really? And then I turned seven, and then I'm like, oh. I don't think I've ever seen it. Like, I've seen bits and pieces. I know there's a guy with spider legs. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like maybe I've seen all of it, but not, like, in a row. That's loveless. Brana, well-known Shakespearean thespian. Yes. Yeah. Walking around in a giant spider because the dude who wanted to make that movie really wanted a just giant spider. Just needed a giant spider. He just couldn't let it go. <laughs> <laughs> then again, I'm also a weirdo for weird western tales, which is maybe why I like Jonah Hex and stuff like that I can't so believe much. you like that movie in any way. Do you like <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens? That's a good one. I kind of I've dig Cowboys seen, and Aliens. I've never seen Cowboys What? I think it's solid. That's a John Favreau flick. It's got uh, Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford. Uh, uh, Olivia uh, Wilde. Clancy Brown is in it. Clancy Brown's great. It, it's a good-looking yes. flick. I I did not hate it like apparently the critics and all of America, of America was, at least did. That was another what? summer dud. That was another it. one. Yeah. And that yeah. was Favreau fresh off Iron Man. Too. Yeah. And another Ooh. one based on a comic. Yeah. A comic mm. no one read, but based on a comic. <laughs> no. No. Man, the, the, the summer blockbuster for me, the one that sticks in my mind, though, it's fairly, it's pretty obvious. Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there Just you go. Just next level. Yeah. It's funny it's when... A... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 there you go. I was going to say, as a kid, I didn't care about Jurassic Park as much as everyone else did. Like, I dug it. Like, I was like, this is a good movie. But I was always, I was always like, ten years behind 
everyone else mm. like i'm like yeah but it's no terminator uh but over the <laughs> so last 2003 right like, you see jurassic park it's amazing it's yeah <laughs> yeah that's when my, my hardware catches up with my interest where i'm like hey have you guys played this halo game <laughs> N- nature always finds a way yeah, i i find i quoted i've quoted jurassic park over the last five years more than my entire life uh, so in be- 2016, you're going to be like, you seen Ninja Turtles 2? Yeah. Good. Secret <laughs> of the Ooze? Pretty solid. I don't know about you guys. Go Ninja, go Ninja, it is go. not, by the way. I have seen Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze recently, and it is it doesn't hold up even on like the most rose-tinted glasses. Aww. Yeah, that doesn't surprise it's just, me. It's just garbage. The, the, the puppets look okay, but they're, they're clearly mm. like... I don't know. They tried to like soften them up a little bit. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah, now I'm glad too that James mentioned Jurassic Park because I think that's important too for helping to really kind of nail down the identity of a summer blockbuster. Because yes. I think what mm-hmm. Jurassic Park did was like to be a summer blockbuster, you need to be an event movie. They're like, you know, you will believe dinosaurs were brought to life. And that was kind of the thing about it, where it's like, you know, you gotta even if it doesn't seem like a movie you'd be interested in, it's like you gotta see this man. The technology is so amazing. Yeah, which is very that's much something that Avatar. It's- it's hilarious being a Christmas movie. Uh, I I remember that was a, that was an event movie. People were like, "You got to see this," and I'm like, "I have literally no interest in seeing this which, cat's movie." Which James Cameron, of course, was a man who uh, realized because he had another huge summer blockbuster in Titanic, which was also a big event movie, which he was supposed to come out in summer. Yes, the the original plan was Titanic was aimed for a summer of, of release because that's when you release movies like that. Um, and it's funny that the summer blockbuster has kind of maintained it's kind of rain over the last 30 years because you know only two groups have really noticed that people like to go to the movies around december 25th yep and it's legitimately just james cameron and then disney noticed when they were like oh we need an extra like four or five months to finish star wars Mm. and i'm like i remember when uh when they were i think it was avengers 2 or something was coming out and i was like you know, Disney should just release Star Wars on Christmas. And then finally they were like, yeah, we are. And I'm like, yes, good. That way you make a billion in, in, in May and then you make a billion in December. That's and that's right. totally and, the and, thing. Or no, go ahead. Go. No, no, you're I was going to say, you know, it's interesting, you know, when we say summer blockbusters, it used to literally mean summer, but now because we've got so many series and so many shared universe deals, people are like, look, it's summer blockbuster season when we say it's summer blockbuster season. <laughs> yeah. That's that's exactly right. Well, it is summer for me. Like, December is the summer right. blockbuster <laughs> by, by definition. But I remember, like, I couldn't, I couldn't understand for years why after Lord of the Rings came out, like a bigger franchise didn't take that. That's spot. right. Because they were all December movies. Yeah. And so when Star Wars got moved there, I, I was the same. I was like, this is gonna make a billion dollars easy. There's mm-hmm. nothing around it. Well, no. Seriously. December's gonna come the new summer blockbuster. I was kind of hoping that was the case. Now we're getting February. Yeah. Now, now we're getting like February's getting like you know you get like a like a Deadpool or a Kingsman. Mm-hmm. So every month mm-hmm. is like becoming like an event. Well, it's and true. it's interesting. Uh, January to February is usually the dead season, and it's when mm. it's, it's when studios usually unload their garbage they're crap like yeah. that's when you'll yeah. see jack and jill yeah, or, or an alvin yeah, and the chipmunks hansel and gretel it's the classic fuck you it's january oh yeah <laughs> that's right it is it is legitimately like they just dump their garbage in january february but and i you could tell actually that's why fox like how you could tell fox had absolutely no faith in deadpool 
They're like, mm-hmm. put it out on February 14th. By the way, same release date as the original Daredevil, which showed just how much faith they had in that one as well. Um, oh, just right. drop it in the in the winter and no one will care. And But it's like, no, you just... That's that's a brilliant strategy. Just grab your summer blockbuster and go, is an Avengers movie coming out that year? Like, no. Like, okay, then put it out in May. Is an Avengers com- movie coming out this year? Yes. Okay, put it out in, like, December or January. Yeah, well, no, it's really funny. I don't know if you guys remember, but the first two Harry Potter movies, they made a big deal about them being Christmas releases, yes. and they were. But then they changed. After three onward, they all became summer blockbusters mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. So do you think that was, oh, we'll make more money by by shifting it towards the middle of the year? I think so. I I think they were also, uh, I don't remember what year the third one was, but I want to say they were probably like, eh, let's not compete with, like, I don't know, what was coming out around that time? 2004, I want to say? Oh, 2006, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, six, there was really nothing. But, uh, mm. well, in, in, uh, in December. But they probably wanted to, well, I bet Warner Brothers was like, we got to get some of that, some of that summer money. We're not really, you know, because Warner Brothers has had a problem with their franchises over the last. I know, even the most popular ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, so the, do, you, okay. do you have like a summer blockbuster that you that like sticks in your mind? I mean, some of my favorite summer blockbusters are like just garbage popcorn movies. I mentioned The Rock earlier. It's I I, I really like that movie, and I don't this really know why. Um. It's. I like to think of The Rock, by the way, as kind of like an unofficial James Bond movie. Yeah. I like yes, to look at it, it as is. like that Mason is is just a nickname that the real James Bond used <laughs> when he was like screwed over by the CIA and held like without trial. I like to just kind of Absolutely. just mix that up together. Just get just Your somebody needs to do a fan cut of that, by the way. Grab like Never Say Never Again. Use that footage of Sean Connery, <laughs> which is, by the way, another movie that no one has seen from James Bond's uh uh, no, library one, yeah. it is it is a unofficial james bond movie that uh was kind of titled that way because sean connery said he would never do it and then when he uh when he came around and they were like hey you want to do another one he's like okay and never say never again and then he made this <laughs> awful movie out of spite as well for like it was family it was, it was a out of the bonds that year was it, it yeah was it was it was a it was a spite movie and it was also uh the i think the way they de- they dealt with it it had to be a remake of thunderball Oh. Right, because they own the rights to just that book or something, yep. or those characters or whatever it is. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's, Spike's a great motivator to make art. Oh, yeah. That's, Definitely. That's how Fox makes most of their movies. <laughs> just, just look at most YouTubers. It's all Spike. It's all victory. Tell me about it. I wake up every day and be like, oh, who am I going to Spike this morning? Yeah. That's right, yeah. Have you noticed that this is this is off topic? This is quick. Sure. A lot of YouTubers are just like they make a career about just turning on each other and just yeah. attacking each other. Uh, I uh, I've legitimately YouTube only been seeing like every recommendation I've been getting on YouTube has been like YouTube drama. And I'm like, I don't yeah, care. Absolutely. I don't know these guys. <laughs> it's a cottage industry, man. Catch the fever. They have four million <laughs> subs. I have no control over that. <laughs> look, look, Sal, you know what it is we do? You and I manufacture a fight between you and me, and then I won't be on for a couple weeks, and then we'll have like a uh, the Elseworld Exchange Civil War. Yes. We do. Yep. And then we'll all we'll each make a video about how stupid the drama is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what we'll do. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but some of my favorites, you know, it has to be the Terminator uh, Two, which is for me a perfect action film. Um, everything about it works and everything about it is perfect for me like I'm just like this works on every conceivable level acting special effects story if not the greatest sequels yeah easily 
James Cameron again, bloody knocking it out of the park. Again, dude knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, it's pioneer of the summer blockbuster. Star Wars. So yeah, okay. I'm. Sh- you know, it's kind of amazing that they didn't. I would like to see the notes from like the Star Wars meetings back before they got J.J. Uh, Abrams and uh, the dude from Jurassic World and stuff like that. Where I'm like, do you think they even thought that they would call James Cameron? Do you think they called Steven Spielberg and were like, Spielberg, you want to do a Star Wars movie? Like maybe, <laughs> please. I think um, after Indiana Jones 4 is like, I better not. Like, yeah. He didn't like that, yeah. Did you see that quote from Bob Iger about Indiana Jones that was just like, speaking of summer blockbusters, Indiana Jones, one of my favorites of all time. Uh, yeah. I love, Another event movie. I love three out of four of those movies with every fiber of my being. Yep. Um, yeah, I know. They're like, Temple of Doom's no good. You know, I didn't, yeah, I didn't <laughs> I really Temple dig Temple of Doom. Doom. <laughs> D- D- Temple of Doom is my favorite, like Rocky Three is my favorite. <laughs> I love all the wrong ones, apparently. <laughs> I, I didn't. I never really got into Temple of Doom. I was like the first 20 minutes. Once they go to the jungle, I'm like, you lose me. That, that right, minecart right. chase, though, is so amazing. It is amazing, it's so but good. it's like, for me, I'm like, I want to watch the movie about indie in china like dealing with this mob right, right. Yeah. like that's the movie i, I wanted to see they made a video game out of that they did they did uh what was it called i can't remember i played it someone will say was that the infernal machine great fist mechanics like different buttons for different fists oh. <laughs> you get your hat knocked off and you'd pick it back up it was great that's I mean, awesome. it who was a dragon emperor or something that was it there yeah. you go yeah nice uh, but you know what's funny? I, I found myself loving Temple of Doom more and more every time someone mentions or shows an image of Crystal Skull. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, everything about it that I didn't like gets like loses a couple of negatives. Like I really couldn't stand Willie Scott for the longest time. Um, any character it's hilarious when you go back and listen to interviews with uh, oh, well. Spielberg and Lucas. They're like, yeah, we had both gotten divorced. We were both really angry yes. when we were making Temple of Doom. Well, like, mm, Willie Scott makes sense now. It's funny. No, Willie Scott. The reason why Willie Scott makes so much sense is because Spielberg fell in love with her while they were making that movie, yeah. and then got married yeah. right after. Yeah. And uh, I remember seeing an interview with Spielberg about it. He said something to the effect of, uh, "I like to think of that movie as about a thirty million dollar date." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's that makes about as much sense. Although I do love Short Round. I'm sad he got the shaft. I love Short Round. Yeah, me too. Well, I guess that was a prequel, though, to the first It was, one, so, which yeah. which is hilarious, by the way. It indicates that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg do not remember their own continuity. Oh, when yeah. you get to that scene where there's two swordsmen, and Indy's right. like, oh, I know how to fix this. I'm like, well, if it's two years before the last time you did it, then how do you remember to do it? And you're like, ah. is, I'm, I'm glad you guys mentioned Short Round. This is why when they eventually make Indy 5, they yes. need to cast that dude from The Walking Dead. No. He needs to come back as an older oh, Short Round and be like, look, I'm ready to take up the indie mantle for myself now. Shia that is an awesome idiot. idea. Just, That's a great idea. Just get, the, just get the kid who played Short Round. He's a stunt coordinator. He actually knows how to do those stunts. And oh, he, wow. he looks like Short Round because he is Short Round. <laughs> Nice. Like you don't need to cast like Jackie Chan to be short round and be like, oh, we're gonna get make those money. Like, no, it's like it'll be fine. Um, I do want to see a short round though. I'm sad he was not in there. I'm sad we didn't get to see Sala. I'm sad that we had to kill off Henry Jones Jr. Like, Mm. what Mm. the hell? We should do another episode by the way where we just pitch better Indiana Jones sequels. That's a good idea. We could do that. Because I've got like three of them already going. But uh, uh, so yeah, three skeleton scripts written up already. So, we talked about some of our favorites. What are some of the absolute worst summer blockbusters of all time? And I think we have to Godzilla. put a more... Sorry. Yeah. The, which which one, go. though? The Roland Emmerich one? The, the, yeah. Just abysmal. It is so... It is such garbage. And I remember yeah, being I so excited it. for that movie. Me too. Yeah, I, 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 I had remember that trailer? Yeah, that trailer was solid! 
a trailer made out of spite for uh, what is it for Jurassic Park? Yeah, too, as well being like, are our lizards bigger? Yeah. Such a big call as well to be like, fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it's at. Fuck one of the greatest movies of all time. Right? Yeah. I don't so want to like call it early. Really spiteful and really salty or something. Yeah. It's a bit like that. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, the last what act of that movie is just totally ripped off of Jurassic Park with the yes. little with the little Godzillas. It is, it is. Yeah. Did either of you see Godzilla 2000? Oh, no. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, where the they one where kill he that killed, one. Though. That's yeah. where he kills the stupid one, yeah. I was like, In that's Australia, amazing. of all places, they kill that's him on right. the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> uh, oh, that's amazing. A couple of people are reminding me of movies like Battleship, which uh, I didn't see in theaters, oh, yeah. but I did see on television and was like, wow, this is really, really bad. <laughs> yeah. With the acting debut of Rihanna. Thank God. Oh, yeah. I think so, we it's also like strike three for poor Taylor Kitsch is what that one was. Yeah. I, for years I'm like, this guy's terrible. Why does he keep getting worse? <laughs> Friday Night Lights, and I'm like, oh wait, no, he's he's all right. That's he's got some and, skills. And he was okay in the really confusing second season of True Detective. He was all right. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Look, that is not a good season, like objectively, it's, but no. but it's well cast. I feel. Now, what did you guys That's think good. of John Carter? Speaking of that I, character, I or that enjoyed actor. it, but it was totally the wrong. It was literally a hundred years too late. For <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm halfway through it. Like I'm literally in the middle of watching that. I about three ago. but I didn't hate it. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Uh, it was a pretty movie. They did some interesting stuff with like a really old, really strange continuity. Yeah, right. I think if that had to come out before Avatar. Yeah, yeah. Kind of interest in it because it, it, it's you know it's got a lot of those pioneering kind of special effects that had just been done. Yeah, Disney was really hoping it was going to be a new pirates tr trilogy for them, which they also thought Prince of Persia was going to be their next pirates trilogy. <laughs> I was sad, you know. That, well, uh, I did not. I've never seen Prince of Persia. It's okay. You know what? It's exact. That's exactly really. Right. It's, it's the right. most okay video game movie you're ever going to see. It cuts yes. out a lot of yes. the stuff from the games as it has to. It basically keeps the main character and the time travel gimmick, and they turn it a pretty okay 101 Arabian Nights type story. And Jake Gyllenhaal as the Prince of Persia, of course, was probably really good as well. He was. He was pretty good. He was okay. <laughs> he was pretty Middle Eastern. He nailed that. <laughs> Ben Kingsley being the villain, I like people uh, pitched a fit about that. Where it's like, okay, so it's okay to have a Middle Easterner looking villain, but you gotta cast like a whitish guy to be the hero. And it's like, well, technically, Gyllenhaal's half Jewish, so if we're looking at it geographically, <laughs> right. he's closer to it than Kingsley is, who was born in Britain. Yeah, so, uh... is Kingsley Middle. I thought Kings Kingsley was Indian, like half Indian. I don't know he's Indian, on. but I think he was like born and raised in like London. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But is he Middle Eastern though? No, no, he's, he's, no, he's I don't think so. I mean, I mean he was yeah. Gandhi. He was literally yeah. Gandhi in the movie oh, yeah, Gandhi. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is also a great movie, but it's not a summer blockbuster. But not a summer blockbuster. But it yeah. should have been. Yeah, hilariously enough, <laughs> Gandhi. That's coming. You know that. <laughs> coming in 2017, yeah. Gandhi 2. Gandhi's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny. Uh, we were talking about how, like, the one of the things that I noticed was there's a lot of trends with summer blockbusters. A lot of, like, a, a lot of, uh, you know, themes. When you go out, when you go about it, like uh, there were a lot of adaptations, video games, uh, ca uh, cartoons, or toys, theme transformers, park theme I just parks. Theme, uh, what was it? Uh, they were gonna make a Thunder Mountain Road movie, but wow. they opted oh, not wow. to because of all the failures. Um, Tron Two. Oh yes, yeah. Was, Other movies. Which, by the way, was one of my favorite 
uh, sequels. Like I love Tron Legacy I, in a, like in a kind of an unapologetic way. I, I I don't know why people hate it so much, but I'm sad that it didn't. It performed well, but not well enough. Like it didn't Wait, make soundtrack. Yeah. Oh my god, that mm. soundtrack is better yeah, than the movie absolutely. though. Um, mm. But uh, but we're we're in an interesting place where everybody kind of. If you're not in the comic book scene, or you're not, or you're not like you're not a big fan of comic books or comic book movies, then this is an argument that frustrates the hell out of you because every time you see a, a trade magazine or a like variety type, mm-hmm. like news outlet talking about comic book or superhero movies, they're like, "When is the superhero movie fad going to end?" And the answer is not until at least 2020. <laughs> Look, they got to get like ten bad ones in a row. That's That'll the thing. Like they, we've had literal Batman and Robin esque duds during mm. the superhero boom. Uh, I cite we had Daredevil, we had uh, Fan Force, Fan We've had three terrible Fantastic Four movies. We had that awful Jonah Hex movie, which is legitimately like unforgivably bad. Oh, uh, that kills Joel. me because I love Jonah Hex so much. Josh Brolin deserved better. He should have been a better Jonah Hex. It's bizarre. I thought you were gonna say he deserved an Oscar. I thought you were. Gonna say- <laughs> hey, you know what? We're in that ugly makeup that made it so he actually couldn't talk. He should get a special Oscar for that. I'm surprised they didn't just go CG. Hmm. But, oh, uh, yeah. but, uh, but if those movies can't hurt the genre, then you know what? Just call it a genre and stop calling it a fad. It um, is a genre. Because yes. at this point, Especially, like, yeah, ogre, continue. No, no, I was just going to say at this point, like they're here and there are, there are 75 to a hundred years worth of stories that they can adapt. So yes. they're not going anywhere for a while. It, so, it is a genre, especially now when you can get, hey, here's a Captain America movie that's like a spy thriller. Here's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like a rock opera space opera. Yeah. But I think they could lose people if they wrap up, wrap things up in too much mythology and you have to have too much prior knowledge of previous movies. I think that's when people might also drop off. Oh, totally. If you go to see an Avengers movie and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they decide to do, like, the Korvac saga, or if, uh, <laughs> yeah. or if, um, uh, Warners decides to make that New Gods movie, I think we're gonna yeah. see some, we're gonna see a, right. a couple of, uh, couple of turn heads but like they are walking a hell of a line right now with you know trying to keep it interesting trying to make it part of their bigger multimedia plans and also trying not to alienate anybody well i mean like look at that scene in guardians of the galaxy where the collector okay so first of all we have the collector played by benicio del toro who benicio del toro is the hell out of that scene but oh, he God, explains yeah. as benicio del toro is the collector about not only Infinity Stones, but he drops Celestials. He drops like mo- like Marvel's uh, cosmic mythology and creation, creation stories. The universe. And that's that scene. If you're not on board for superhero movies, then this is the scene you need to cite for like what's wrong. Uh, I like that scene yeah. because I'm a huge. I'm like, oh my god, they put a yeah. Celestial in a Marvel movie. But at the and same, you know what? they kind of anticipated that because they have Rocket Raccoon just go like. Who cares about any of this? Just and yeah, the money. and that, yeah. like, that's why it works because none of the heroes are paying attention. They're all like basically giving them the air jack off. Yeah, oh, and I think that's therein lay the brilliance of the of the talent behind these movies, where they're like, "This is for the fans, and this is for the people who will be fans of this." Like they know enough to like toe the line and like pay homage without being like slavishly devoted to it, like. Yeah. I remember when Disney was talking about they were making a Star Wars um, 
cabal of fans who are going to like vet <laughs> all the Star Wars stuff. Oh, and I'm God. like, that's a cool idea, but don't do that with the movies because that's not how you make movies. You have people who know how to make movies make those movies. What and I, the fans I, will become uh, fans as a result of that. You don't have yeah. fans like safeguard the movie franchise. You have fans enjoy it and maybe like inform it a bit, but they're not like the guardians of that franchise. No. Or else you get that's fan fiction. That's exactly right. And that's why I never understand when they say for Star Wars or Marvel or whatever, they get a director or an actor who's like, yeah, I don't really understand this property, but you know, it's cool. I like the character. And people are like, they're not even a fan. <laughs> like, do you really want like a super fan? Like, yeah. Who physically can't do it because they're so happy to be involved not, in it. Right. Not everyone can be a fan of everything and not everyone is Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool. No, it's true. Exactly. And, and, you know, and that's an example of it totally working. I'm not saying it can't, but yeah, but like, there's nothing wrong with somebody not being a fan and being involved in a property. Well, like I'm Ben a... Mendelsohn in the new Star Wars. Yeah. Or, or Paul yeah. Whitaker, whatever. Amazing casting. I'm sure Ben Mendelsohn doesn't have the, you know, the, the Blu-ray or whatever. No. I, he probably does not have, like, a Bespin Skyrider in his shelf. <laughs> that being said, maybe after he's in the movie, some fans will send him one. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. Well, they'll send him his own action figure. And then... Oh, yeah. that's got to be cool. Um... Apropos of that, just a quick aside, you saw that like Forrest Whitaker's playing a character from the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah, was that official? Right. Was that canon? That is canon. That is canon. They've now. done it. And I was like, They've wow. Him. They're like, here you go, Clone Wars fan. <laughs> Shut yeah. the fuck up. Man. Shut up. Here you go. It's in canon now. To which now Joel just sits back and says, okay, I'm waiting for you to canonize, uh, what is it, uh, Re Rebels as well. I'm, re I'm waiting to see old man Ezra in the future. Right, right. Yeah. Give me, <laughs> give me my old man stuck. Ezra. Huh? Yeah, that too. I like that show, but I don't need Ezra in those movies. No, well, that that's the best part. That's why you know the whatever we'll be seeing the Bothans or whatever. They'll be like, okay, we need we need a guy with some inside information. Okay, you know, there's this old dude down at the cantina. They say he's crazy, but he they say he used to be a rebel back in the day. <laughs> um, but uh, but are superhero movies? Some are blockbusters, or is or, or are they something else? Because like it's, a Spider-Man movie will make a billion dollars if it's made by the right people. Uh, I yeah. think in any month. I think if you release Spider-Man February or April or uh, November, it will still it will make the exact same number of money. We have seen the paradigm of the summer blockbuster shift and change and evolve, and it does not mean <laughs> it's something completely new now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like it, it used to be a movie that's. You know, you get maybe one a year, maybe, and it brings something new to the table. You know, right. like in Jurassic Park, like Indiana Jones, mm, like yeah. a, whatever. Or even uh, Independence just, Day. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like, we never, like, I hate destruction movies. Like, I cannot stand yeah. them. Yeah. But that one, because that's the first time we kind of seen it, I'm like, that, you know, it was pretty ama amazing. But yeah. then we got like 15 years of them, and I just can't mm -hmm. even look at them. No. But yeah. To, to which might explain why Roland that. Emmerich is so salty because he used to own the blockbuster season with uh, with destruction yes, movies and disaster porn because that used to be the thing. Those were the big events that people came to see. Now you get the big destruction scenes in your superhero movies and in your comic book movies. That's that's very true. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's funny because that even that has changed because now – with the advent of superhero movies and you have you have the kind of criticism that Man of Steel got where it's like, you know, there's people in those buildings. Yeah. Like, why don't, like, you know, it's kind of irresponsible, Roland Emmerich, for you to make a 2012 at this point because the amount of people that died in your movie are, like, is catastrophic. It's like a world-ending event you've just created here, man. Like, it's kind of irresponsible to see this many people die. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and now when you put it in your superhero movie, if you don't address it, you catch hell for it. Like, for real. Superman that's didn't right, save any yeah. of those people and, like, 
even in the Avengers 2, when they blow up uh, that that made-up country, you're kind of like, uh-oh, like, they didn't save enough people. I bet the people are going to be, I bet the audience is going to be pretty pissed. They, they put a number on it, though, in, the, in Civil War. Yes. It was, like, exactly this many. And, and you know what? They actually made a point, though, in that movie. Captain America's like, we're going to get everybody off. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to be left behind. That's or, right. Or whatever. It was yeah. their jumping off point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but are superhero movies kind of their own thing, or are they technically summer blockbusters? Or did they start out as summer blockbusters and then turn into superhero movies? I think their tent pools now is the better way to talk about them. Their studio tent pools. Sure, yeah. I think it also depends on on the property because there are like there are like your kick ass or whatever. There's like minor superhero oh, yeah. movies, and then yeah, you've exactly. got your, your Spider Man or whatever. You know, I'm, right. I'm really glad you mentioned Kick Ass because stuff like Kick Ass and Punisher, Warzone, and Dread, mm. even though they are comic book movies, even though they're superhero movies, you know, they were hard R, they were in another direction, and honestly suffered because their studios and the powers that be treated them like they were summer blockbusters, and then got yes. mad when they didn't turn in the money that they wanted. <laughs> right. Where it's like, yeah. no, you. You promised us Avengers money. You promised us Spider-Man money. Well, and it's weird because it's it's like the days. It, did you guys see Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Oh yeah, you know I did. I did. Yeah. Okay, so the the premise of that movie where studios were gobbling up comic book franchises because that was the thing to do. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're kind of doing it like they were almost going to start doing it over again when they made Dread and they made Kick-Ass and they made all these other movies where it's like, let me infuse a, an untold amount of money into a character that really should only cost like $40 million mm-hmm. and make these movies that, have, like, there's no way they can make that kind of return. I cite Green Lantern as an example where it's like, Absolutely. Green Lantern's a great movie. It's Well, not that movie, but like Green Lantern <laughs> no. can be a great movie. <laughs> yeah. I, like Sal Grelli said... <laughs> Green Lantern's a great movie, 2016. Um, no, Green Lantern could be a great movie for $60 million. Yes. Like, it doesn't and need to be... that's a big problem with the Gambit movie that they're sort of maybe making. Because initially, they're like, this is going to be a $200 million movie. Yeah. How? How? Why? They'll make that movie if it can actually hang on to a director for longer than a couple months. Yeah. That's that exactly right. Yeah, well, like, if you can make Deadpool for... 40 or 60. Of course you can make Gambit for that. And it be the biggest R-rated movie of all time and one of the biggest movies of the year. Yeah, like more profitable than Batman v Superman. Yeah. Like when you kind of break down more, the numbers. More profitable than Apocalypse. What should that tell you, Fox? Yeah. yeah they just do it for the same amount of money. Because when you've got restrictions like that, it kind of encourages creativity. You've got boundaries. You've got limits. Yeah. So it encourages you to think around these scenarios. Like, you know, how you were supposed to turn up with a bag of guns and at the end and riddle everyone with bullets. And they're like, that's kind of expensive. So they're like, oh, we'll just have him leave it in the cab. Right. And it's one of the better, I mean, there's a lot of good jokes, you know, but it's one of the better jokes in the movie. Yeah. Well, all the jokes that, every reference that they made to having a scaled back budget were great, where he's like, oh, boy, it's kind of weird that we ran into both, just the two of you in this building supposed to have thousands of people in here. It's almost like we didn't have enough budget. (laughs) In this this huge building, yeah. Yeah. You know what would be funny too? If they did uh, give them more money for the sequel, I think they should totally go 22 Jump Street on it and make fun of the fact that they have a bigger budget now where it's just like, this right, is right. really excessive. Yeah. I. But the other question I have is, like, okay, so Deadpool was like almost like a perfect storm of a movie where it's oh, yeah. it it had the right people who gave a shit making it. You right had the right time. You had you released it at the right time. You released it in the right month where there was no competition, and you made yeah. it for the right amount of money where you were gonna where, you, where the, even if it did kind of shitty, it was still gonna make a profit. You marketed it just right too, and most of that was just Ryan Reynolds screwing around with the camera himself, so that cost you nothing. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But my question is. Do you think they're still going to, like, do you think they can release it in February, or are they going to definitely make it a May movie? Oof. 
Like, are they going to try and turn it into a summer blockbuster? An R-rated Deadpool sequel. I think they'd be stupid to right? move it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, it's Fox, so never doubt their inability to, as Sal said, <laughs> right. learn the wrong lessons. Yeah, like... That's right, and that's when you hear, like, like the week after that came out, like, Todd McFarlane's like, oh, you know, the sport movie's happening or whatever. You <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you like, mentioned that. Oh, I'm my so God. Glad. <laughs> Todd McFarlane pipes up every couple of years where he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm still making Spawn one of these days, still gonna do it. Hey, you all like that R-rated movie, maybe uh, maybe I should direct Spawn. And then the Venom movie came back up again. And, you know, right. Sony was like, hey, R-rated combo movie, maybe it's time for Venom and Lobo now. Well, it's funny, you know, uh, Spawn was, an, was, a, was a summer blockbuster release. It was released in August oh. of 1997. I saw that shit in a rainy day on opening day. I think it was, I think it cost 60 million and it made like less than that. Um, yeah. but like that's the thing the R-rated formula doesn't apply to everything like Deadpool may be kind of lightning in a bottle I don't doubt that there's other R-rated properties that oh, yeah. do that but you really got to be careful about what you choose and how you market it yeah you, know? you can't like well you know they're going to make the Wolverine movie R-rated and you're like Right, is yeah. like is that the way to go? I mean, yes, mm. Wolverine is an R-rated. It can Jack be an R-rated character. Last one that I say yes. It should yes, be. I mean, like yeah, yes, Wolverine is can be an R-rated character, and but you know, Fox thinks that Wolverine is the money machine, and that's why he's the the, the central character for most X Men movies, even when he shouldn't be. Absolutely. And and I think that's why yes, yeah, Deadpool kind of caught him off guard because they're like oh wait people like other characters <laughs> yes yeah like, like other characters you I watch a bloody cyclops movie with james Barsden. yeah, yeah you legitimately oh, have like i don't know 800 characters that people really really enjoy that you have uh, like you have a, le- a legitimate x-men universe that you could play yeah. with and you're barely touching you're only focusing on the aliens one. and characters from other dimensions yeah yep yeah you're hamstringing marvel and their ability to expand their cosmic universe because you have Galactus and the Shi'ar and the and the Badoon, and you'll never. But you don't them use them because you'll never get that far. Yeah. 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 I feel a reboot coming. Oh Like a yeah. soft reboot at least. Oh yeah. Even yeah. though we just had a soft reboot before Apocalypse, yeah. an even softer reboot. <laughs> you know, really quick, can I just pitch a reboot for a, re- a reboot idea? Do like a softer, quieter Days Future Past, starring Deadpool and Cable, where they ah. go through the whole X Men right. franchise and just adjust shit. Make it make yep, it like yep. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, but with Cable and dead. They were in every movie. Every important moment. They were all. They were in every movie. That'd be amazing. I would be. Oh, yeah, be I'd watch the shit out of that. What, yeah. what, what like would you Lion call King it? Two point five. Exactly. Yep. That too. I don't know. I guess I call it something like Deadpool X Mania or something like that. Deadpool Cable Trouble in Time. <laughs> and that was like a running fan theory for the Punisher as well, because there's a few Punisher Easter eggs in. Captain America Winter Soldier where you yes. like a van that's associated with him so I'd like to see a movie like that but with the Punisher where he's just behind the scenes just riddling people with bullets and Captain America has no idea oh you my god I was hoping we were going to see a scene like where Spider-Man is protecting Queens from the Chitauri invasion or something oh, but I would I would settle for Punisher just picking off Chitauri like as the invasion's happening like in his oh, little neck of the so woods good. Yeah. Um, but we I, I, yeah but uh, in any case, so all right. Uh, as far as actually, I, I had a good one there. Okay. We, we mentioned '82 as being like uh, the big golden year for yeah. summer blockbusters. There was another golden one, a second one, and I'm sure you'll all remember this vividly. And that was 2008, is oh. what that was. 
Yeah, do you oh, guys like remember your, what? Yeah, yeah, bloody Dark Knight. Um, what? Iron Man. I want to say Iron Man. Of course, yeah. Wally, uh, the Incredible Hulk, and Wanted, just for the comic book ones. Then you also had stuff like Prince Caspian, and like even Sex in the City and Hancock made a lot of money that year. Yeah. Right. Despite the fact that Sex in the City was even like critically panned. <laughs> it, it was, but you know, that's the interesting thing is like, you know, when we were trying to define summer blockbuster movies, it's like, you know, big events driven spectacle movies. Yeah. Sometimes you get some weird dark horse ones like Bridesmaids and like The Hangover. Yeah, The Hangover is considered a summer yeah. blockbuster, despite it the is. fact that it's just about a bunch of dudes who screwed up. Like, <laughs> it, comedy sometimes do it, horror sometimes does it too. The Grudge came out in the summer and was yeah. actually pretty popular. I did it. Cool. It did. I remember going to see The Grudge in theaters during the summer. Yeah, I think I also saw The Grudge. Well, what was the other movie? Uh, didn't The Matrix really? come out in the summertime? Possibly. Oh, that's a good question. I believe The you Matrix... I know that those I know those last two, two did, but... Uh, mm. Yeah, I think... No, they were the same year, weren't they? Yeah. The two or three? Like, they came out in the same year? Oh, maybe they did. Oh, crap. <laughs> no, they did, because they, they shot them at the that same that time. Now. Mm. That's right. I remember seeing one of them. I think it was the second one in the summertime. Yeah, that that's probably. Still Ugh, man, what a what a what a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's, talk about like people who don't understand their own franchise. <laughs> yeah, wait, like your movie your movie's going in one direction. Noah, but I got something to say, and then they just 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 hard left into this bullshit. Um, but wait, you know what else was a summer blockbuster? The South Park movie. That's right. Right, was it? Okay. Mm. It was. That was released it's in the summer. Uh, th next to Wild Wild West. Those came out at the exact same time. That might have been the ticket that I bought to go see South Park because I wasn't old enough. <laughs> Trey Parker and Matt Stone say on their commentary for that movie, it's like, yeah, and Will Smith owes us like at least $2 million <laughs> of people who paid to go see that but then turn around and saw ours. I sure did sneak in to see uh south park and i remember being in like one of the you know front rows when they're when they're sneaking in to see that movie i'm like oh this is this is amazing <laughs> they made it part of the experience yeah. like, i remember i went to the theater i think they were playing like blast from the past or something like that and oh. south park was in the next day i'm like man wish blast i was going from there. the past is that yeah. the movie I mean, with I the Brendan yeah brennan fraser <laughs> hey the mummy was probably a summer blockbuster That's i remember true. that did i, that movie. I did too yeah. tomb of the dragon emperor was 2008 so that actually oh. came out during all of this all right. boy yeah, everyone likes that one kicking goals man <laughs> Um, but my okay, so superheroes have kind of taken over and dominated the the, the summer blockbuster scene. But I, I notice, you know, you'll see a couple of things like occasionally another Transformers movie will come out and it will make bank, despite the cool. fact that they're all so terrible. Um, mm, amazing how they do that. I guess I guess because Transformers is kind of like the little something for everyone blockbuster, where it's like you know we've got crude jokes and pretty ladies and explosions and cars yeah. and you know all this other uh, stuff. Yeah, thought, you're right. I never thought it like that because I feel like this is for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those things. It's a little bit for everybody. It is. Well, it's it, that that's the problem though. When it becomes when you try to do when you try to please everyone, you, you wind up nobody. pleasing nobody. <laughs> Yeah. And that's when you get like Mark Wahlberg in your Transformers movies. And, and you got to figure too, it's like you know, if you're the soccer mom, single dad with like a bunch of kids, and it's your day with them in the summer, what are you gonna do to kill like two hours? Well, I guess I'm taking them all to see Transformers then. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to do any research with that. You can just take them to go see it. You can just take them to see it. Unlike all this other stuff where you would have to do some research. Can I just say, when the hell, since nobody cares about either of those franchises, when are we going to get our G.I. Joe Transformers crossover movie? Oh, wouldn't that be something? Because you know yeah, nobody absolutely. cares. 
Like, nobody mm. cares. And I would love to see, like, Cobra Commander get inside Megatron and just be like, let's do this! Like, ah. Oh. <laughs> or, or, or The Rock, you know, doing a stare down with Optimus Prime. Yes. Oh, so good. That's just That'd good. Be amazing. That's just that's just money in the bank, and they're are just you, are sitting on it. Are you afraid of money? Studios make this happen. <laughs> yeah. I want to see Cobra Commander and Starscream just scream. Oh and my God. Voices. <laughs> They're the same voice. That'd be so amazing. Cobra, Starscream. Yeah. But okay, so Independence yeah, Two. What then? Yeah. Anyway. What the oh, hell? Anyway, sorry, so Independence Day Two is coming out. I hmm. don't know. If it's going to succeed, I have no interest in seeing it. Yeah, that, that's, I can, that's a really I can just good watch one. the first one again for free. Right. Mm. <laughs> uh, I want to see it because I love Jeff Goldblum, and yes, I and I, I kind of just want to see what the hell they're going to do twenty years later. But is it is it too late? Is it too late for Independence Day, and is it too late to try and recapture the magic of the summer blockbuster from 20 years ago? I'm going to say yes, and but we're yeah. seeing more and more of this of sequels that are coming way too late, where it's like, what is, what are, what oh, are we doing? Oh, you mean like Ghostbusters reboots? Like Ghostbusters reboots, yeah, where it's just like, why, why now? Yeah. Because I money. I going to be a big, I think if we shift away from comic book movies at all, it'll be towards these sequels to, to big properties from like the 80s and 90s so, yeah. you know, you're like sequels to Star Wars and Indiana Jones and uh, like Blade Runner and Tron and whatever like yeah. you know like, you know what like I think Mad Max is a, no, Mad Max a great example Mad Max was a great one there you go that was one time where it worked but then again it worked for a couple of reasons mainly because hey George Miller the original guy came back and did it again yeah mm, mm. And proved he still had a lot of fire in the basement, and he still really cared and gave a shit. I don't know if Roland uh, or uh, Roland Emmerich actually cares or gives a shit about Independence Day. I don't think he has any stories left that he wanted to tell in this universe with yeah. these characters. There's no way that he 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 likes this franchise enough because he could have skipped the last two movies he made to make this one, but he didn't. Absolutely. And uh, you know what the appeal yeah. the appeal for this movie for me going in was oh it's twenty years after and like this is an alternate twenty sixteen so I'm like oh that's interesting yeah I like the idea done in ninety eight so much right you know what I mean yeah mm. no I'm totally down for because that's the thing like their world building is hackneyed and whatever but I still kind of want to see what they do with it where they're like no it's literally we've had twenty years of uninterrupted peace like peace in the Middle East was achieved in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, because yeah. humanity united to fight aliens, which realistically is probably the only way we're all going to get along in the real world. And only for a little while. Or unless, like, a, psych a psychic tentacle monster blows up half of, Man like, Manhattan and Moscow. That, too. That also <laughs> right, right, yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. But only in a specific decade. Uh, <laughs> That's right. But, yeah. up on that future technology stuff. Like, it's pretty much over, everyone. There's space yeah. squids out there. Yeah. <laughs> They don't, but, they don't really do that much with the future technology. It's just like, look, the helicopters don't have blades. There's a base on the moon. Like, it's not really <laughs> as creative as I would have liked it. Yeah. That being said, it's fine. Like, it's totally fine. Right. Like, it's not terrible, the sequel. It's, it's Well, hopefully. I mean, like, mm. unless it's really bad. I don't I don't no, know anything it's about not, it. It's definitely not. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I sort of choose that. Yeah, it's not, not terrible. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, you no, saw I, it already? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did not oh, realize. Oh, wicked. So it's not yeah. terrible. Okay, that's good to know. No, it's not. It won't blow your mind. But but no. it's it's 
it's fine. And you know, if you saw the trailers and you went, yeah, it looks yeah, okay, then that's what it is. It's, okay. it's serviceable. <laughs> now, now yeah. here's a question, and I figure we would all have some good answers for this. Because uh, mm. we were thinking of Aliens, and I was thinking, too, the District 9, that was a summer block. Yes! That, oh, that wow, came out like around that. the same time as Transformers. I remember seeing that with a bunch of my friends, and them come down going, yeah, I didn't really like it. I'm like, but you didn't see the allegory? You didn't see whatever? And they're like, no, we like Transformers more. The robot fights were cooler. And I'm like, we can't what? be friends anymore. That's yeah. not even the same thing. I know. I'm like, you know what, guys? We can't be friends anymore. No, District 9 was like, oh, James Cameron came back from 1989 and made a movie. <laughs> That was That's that right, was a blockbuster, yeah. but it was a thinking man's blockbuster, and yeah. I would throw Mad Max Fury Road in that, too, because we were talking yeah. about Transformers, and, you know, they work because they service everyone, and in servicing everybody, they're not that smart. They can't be that smart because they have to appeal to everybody, even dumb people. Yeah. Do you, do you think that's a thing? Where it's like, you know, what's the ratio of, like, genuinely smart summer blockbusters to not smart ones? Oh, I mean, I, it's, I think it's disproportionately in favor of turn your brain off and stuff your face. Mm. But I think the smart every so ones often. people remember, though. Like, the, the, the dumb ones do well, but the smart ones kind of stick around. We're still talking about Terminator all this time later. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, every August 29th, I'll throw on Terminator 2 and just, and just enjoy it and just go back. Because it's a um, balls-out action movie, but it's smart, too. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, even the smart ones, like, you know, we got a little Harvey Dent moment where it's like, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. How many people liked Elysium and Chappie? Just yeah. because we really yeah. liked it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that group. Because, like, I saw Elysium, and I'm like, this is okay. Like, it wasn't, yeah, it, but it wasn't. Point. It was not District 9. It's no District no. 9. And he, he hasn't had a District 9 since District no, 9. No, and then I, and then I, uh, I never saw Chappie, because I'm like, I saw Short Circuit too, or I saw Short Circuit, and I didn't want to be, but I don't want to be sad. Uh, right, but right. Tiffany finally wound up actually watching Chappie on HBO, and she was like, this is okay. Like, it was, that, that's let, what let, I thought let, as well. Let me yeah. ask you this about uh, Chappie. Before Tiff saw Chappie, or before you saw Chappie, James, were you aware of South African... Uh, uh, rap death group <laughs> yes. by Antwood. Okay, you were aware. I, I, I was not. I, I was not. And, you, and that's all I heard about I. it going in. Fucking yeah. prunes. Neither was I, and it blew my goddamn mind. Like, these people are real? And their names <laughs> yeah, in the movies right. were their names in real life? What? <laughs> and they sing the song in the ending credits? <laughs> yeah. My you don't get that anymore. That yeah. used to be a Will Smith summer blockbuster staple. You do a rap about you the movie. You do a rap about the movie. <laughs> What? Speaking of, actually, it's funny, linking it to the movie that nobody wants to see in this chat that's coming out in the next couple of months, Ghostbusters. Remember, does anybody remember when they were making, when they were rumored, every, every 10 years or so, Ghostbusters 3 is happening. I remember in 99 or 98, they were they were really close to making a Ghostbusters 3. And they were, they were, at, they asked, and I think uh, either Dan Aykroyd or Ivan Reitman asked Will Smith if he would like to play a Ghostbuster. Oh, nice. And Will Smith right. said, no, but I will do a new Ghostbusters song for your album. <laughs> but I will grace you good. with my musical talent. Yes, but I will drop it Big Willie style on your... <laughs> what, a, what a missed opportunity that Will Smith is going to be in Suicide Squad as Deadshot, and he doesn't have the Suicide Squad rap. I, I know! I am amazed. The song that was just released, and I was like, that's yeah, pretty good. Just re-lyric Wild Wild West. Suicide <laughs> Squad. <laughs> oh no, Walla over there. Yeah, bring back Cisco. I don't care. I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to it. 
if there is ever a better example of how the paradigm of blockbuster movies has changed, Will Smith, Mr. Like July 4th weekend, yep. has now come to be in a superhero movie because mm-hmm. that's where the winds are blowing now. Even into doing so, breaking some of the tenets that his career has held, and that is he's never played a bad guy, yep. but he is now. Uh-huh. And he's never been part of a big team movie ensemble, but he is now. That's the thing. He yeah. is, he like, you could tell that Will Smith is kind of like in a place where he he needs it instead of just choosing it because like i never thought i'd see the day where will smith played the like th- like third wheel to true, the right. team mm. to jared leto and margot robbie who as you can see from the marketing they're the top tier they are the top tier uh, yeah. although i think that I, I think that uh suicide squad's gonna be pretty solid i think it'll be mm. me too and it i think good. that everyone's think like so, yeah. the fact is they have so many like neat characters i think this might be the one movie i like jai courtney in i know Yes. Because I yes. hate him. He is it's, it's horrible. He was born to play because he's just being himself by the looks. Yeah, he is because he is just terrible. Like, did you guys see yeah. that awful, that awful Die Hard movie? The one that sure shall did. not be named? I saw the first 10 minutes and I went, you know what? I don't, I don't need this. Don't. You are, you are right, sir. I saw it in theaters and I was like, and every two minutes I'm like, okay, can I leave now? Or should I, should I watch the whole thing? So terrible. Okay. So and, weird at the start, Bruce Willis is crashing cars and he's like yelling out, I'm on vacation. Yeah. The, you're not actually on vacation no. though. Like you, you've got a specific purpose. No, he, that, he right? no, Bruce Willis has almost single-handedly ruined John McClane with his own, like yes. with his own and, grumpiness. And now yes. Bruce Willis may be in a Die Hard reboot. That's, or not Die Hard, in a Death Wish reboot that might be coming soon. Ugh. Oh, really? Well, they're also doing that Die Hard sequel that's also a prequel. With yeah. Yeah. John McClane? Yeah. Because so. everyone wanted that. Did you know they were going to make yeah. a Die Hard 24 se- like combo movie? It was called Die Hard 24-7. Damn, really? I really? don't doubt it. Yeah, that was a real thing that almost happened. Like, here's the thing. We love Die Hard, but here's the thing. No Die Hard sequel was ever meant to be a Die Hard sequel. They just cannibalized another script and yep. said, hey, can That's you make this about John it's, McClane? It, it's almost the Predator formula. You take, a mo- you take a script that no one buys that's pretty solid. It's just an, it's an okay action movie, usually involving mm. a heist. And you're like, yep. okay, this isn't going to sell. It doesn't sell for 20 years. And then you throw John McClane in it, and now you got yourself a great Die Hard movie. Yep. Yes. Uh, legitimately, even Die Hard 4.0, I refuse to call it Live Free or Die Hard. I, I prefer Die Hard 4.0, which is what it was called in what Europe. What is that movie actually called? <laughs> or Never Say Die it's Hard called, Again. I think it's called Live Free or Die Hard. By the it way, is. my title for a Die Hard movie, I think, movie, that here. Yeah. I think my, 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 my name for a Die Hard movie is Only the Good Die Hard. Ooh. I can't believe that hasn't happened yet. Ooh, that's good. I like it. I like it a lot. But literally, like, uh, every Die Hard movie right. is just like a, just a, an okay, passable heist movie. Throw John McClane in there by accident. Now you got yourself a solid movie. Just, yeah, what, yeah. just like... Take a take a pretty solid, okay, by the numbers action movie. Throw a predator in it. Now you got yourself a solid predator sequel. Yeah, like that's the formula. Don't write a diehard movie. Just go into the no. pile of scripts that that are like unsold action movies, and then throw mm-hmm. in John McClane. You got a movie. I don't know. It's nuts. Can't argue with that. Tying it all together with Die Hard being a summer blockbuster. Which, was Predators a summer action movie? Yes, was it was. I liked that I one. I like. I love Predators. Yeah. You too. I was like, oh, we're back. We're finally back, and it doesn't make the money. And then they're like, we're gonna reboot it, maybe. And I'm like, no, don't reboot but with, it. Uh, but, but you know, it might be a Christmas movie now because Blackman's on board. Yeah, Shane. 
Didn't he say he was done with Christmas movies? Did he say that? He did say that, didn't he? With I Iron Man three, though. I don't. Believe <laughs> yeah, him. he's a liar. No, he, he is a liar. Work Christmas in there. By somewhere. the way, you know he's in Predator. He told us it was the Mandarin, and it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know that Shane Black was in Predator. Was. Yes, he was. So it's yeah. like really cool that he's making a Predator movie. Coming Hopefully, it won't circle. be. Yeah, I hope it's not a reboot. I hope it's like I hope he tells the studio it's a reboot, and he's like, no, it's not really a reboot. It's, it's like when they announced today that, uh, what is it, that Brian Cranston is going to be the voice of Zordon in the new Power Ranger movie. Because Cranston voiced monsters in the original show. And in fact, did he really? Brian Cranston, the Blue Ranger, is named after him. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, that's some Breaking Bad Power Ranger stuff that only Joel can kick because only he pays attention <laughs> that to that. Is that true? That is true. <laughs> is that even real? That's that's a, dude. You can find the clips on YouTube. He was like the snizzard lizard, like one of the monsters yeah. they fought early on, and that's Brian freaking Cranston doing the voice. Wow, that's awesome. that is. They that... actually named that character after yep. him. Yep, they Aww. named that after him because they just had the name flown. I was like, ah, oh, Cranston, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's a solid him. name. That's yeah. amazing. Because that's how they wrote it back then. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Now they got to tie into Malcolm in the Middle, and it'll all come full circle. It will come all full circle. Frankie Muniz ain't doing shit. <laughs> Make him a Power Ranger. Yeah, he's just racing sports cars. And then like, I'm rich, I'm rich forever. That's <laughs> the thing. That's Frankie Muniz does. Legitimately, that's what I would do. If I were like, yeah. if I were like the kid from Hook, I'd be like, yeah, no, I'll just go back to MIT and make my money. <laughs> is, is that what happened to the kid from Hook? Is yeah. MIT? Oh, wow. He, he went to MIT and he's like a scientist. Meanwhile, you got Dante Bosco, uh, what is it, Rufio, from that running around. He's like, great. I'm in Nickelodeon shows, I do stuff. He's great, he's Zuko, he's amazing. He is Zuko, he, he gave like an Oscar-worthy performance in a cartoon over years, but still doesn't really get movies all that much. Nah. <laughs> That's fair. It's unfortunate, it's like he's a great actor, but they just don't cast him. He anymore. is, Rufio gets more and more sympathetic and interesting the, the longer you wait to watch Hook. Which was, by the way, a summer blockbuster. Uh, so there you have it, everybody. We talked for an hour about summer blockbusters and many, many things in between. I want to thank our special guest, Mr. Sunday Movies, for joining us today. Thank you, man, for being hey. on the show. Oh, thank you for inviting me. This is, this is a lot of fun. You thank you. Great. Well, listen, you can come back anytime, man. The couch sure is always is. open. But uh, for now, we'll see you guys oh, next time on another episode of Elseworlds Exchange. And uh, thanks a lot for watching. I am Sal. I am Joel. Mr. Sunday, thanks a lot I, for having us. I have no problem. And, uh, well, we had you, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually the one who You're thanks welcome. people for having us. But... Happy to have you guys here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thanks so much for letting us come on our own show. It's been a dream of ours. He's like, oh, no, it's my show now. 